for those listening, uh, this is Ink Studs. Um, I guess you'll all know that because it's on the Ink Studs website. Um, it's a special interview today with uh, Mr. Robin Enrico. I always like You know. Oh, I think my headphones are sucking. Okay. I got you there still? Yeah, no yeah, problem. The sound cut out for a second, and I wasn't hearing anything, so I think my headphones suck. Cool. Sorry about that. So, your uh, two main books, um, Stupid and Unkind and Jam of the Band. Yes. Um, why don't you tell me, first, uh, let's talk about who you are, and where do you come from? Well, I mean, I, I kind of have an interesting relationship with, uh, with punks, because I've only been doing them for five years. Um... I, I, my own, my introduction to them were, was, I used to, I used to, well, actually, I'm still friends with, but, uh, this girl, M.K. Reed, who, who's done a lot of, who's done a lot of indie comics work, she recently wrote a story in the new paper cutter, and, you know, we were hanging out, uh, back in college, and she was into comics and doing her own, and I just started going to conventions with her, you know, to help her out, like, carry stuff, and just get her, you know, get her food when she was behind the table, and I eventually was like, you know, I really got to get on on this. This is this is amazing. These people are are doing all this artwork by themselves. That they're just you know coming up with books. You know they don't they, you know they're not professionals. They're just beginners. They're making these books. It's like I got to join the scene. This is awesome. You know, so I decided to make my own comics. Now, did you have much history in illustrating when you first started oh, doing it? Oh no! Oh <laughs> oh my no! Uh, I mean, I, I'm not a school graduate. You know, but I. I studied film, and you know, I went to I went to art school having never drawn in my life, which was actually really tough because you know they expected you to know how to draw. But I, I you know, I barely straight through that first year. But I started drawing. I started doing comics with no illustration training. I know I know it's kind of reverse. Most people who do comics are just people who love to draw. who just draw incessantly. They can't stop themselves from drawing. I, I kind of hate drawing. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's not something I do. That's not something you know. I don't the same kind of pleasure from it. I, I don't just do it spontaneously. I do it as a means to an end, you know. Is it kind of another form of telling a story that you can't really do with film? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that I would rather be doing films. I've been doing comics so long that I, I'd most certainly rather be doing comics. Um, <laughs> because I... But it, it, I kind of reached a point as a, as a filmmaker that it's like a lot of what I wanted to do Required a lot more coordination and a lot more dealing with people than I cared to engage in. You know, I like that I can work on my own, on my own schedule, and you know, do something when I want, how I want, and not have to rely on anyone. You know, uh, I, I, that's not possible making. You know, that's what that's why comics have been really have been really great for me as like as an artistic thing. Now, what was the first stuff that you put out? The first stuff I was doing? Yeah, your first comic stuff. Oh. <laughs> Is it just stuff you're so ashamed of or something? Yeah, I mean, you've re- you read Stupid and Unkind, which I'm not ashamed of. It was my first fiction piece, but it was about my fifth book. I had done a lot of... I had done a lot of typical early autobiographical, you know, self-pitying comics that, that everybody is entitled to do, but nobody should, you know, um, say we're great. You know, the art was crude. I was learning the form. I was learning, you know, just basic. I was learning how to draw. You know, I was learning how to make a comic. I was learning how to tell a good story. 
Um, yeah, I, I got that from doing those, but those comics are so bad. Only, only, the, only my closest friends are ever allowed to see them and 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 laugh at how bad <laughs> they were. It's something you can pull out at parties when everyone's really drunk. Oh yeah, and oh, what were you doing? <laughs> Hold up for a second. There's a car pulling out here. I had, uh, had to call you in front of my house. Ah, uh, loud, busy New York. Yeah, but it's, it's usually uh quiet neighborhood. Give me a sec here. Uh, so, let me step inside here. <laughs> Is it? I don't even hear the car. What? I don't even hear the car, so. Oh, okay. All right, so what else, what else, uh, what else do you want to know? Well, tell, what was, uh, how was Stupid Unkind your breakthrough piece for yourself? Because it was non-autobiographical, um, and I, I don't mean this as an insult to a lot of people who, who do, who do autobiographical comics, but generally they're bad, and, and that's kind of, and that's kind of unfair of me to say because some of my favorite stuff is heavy autobiographical stuff. I mean, I love John Porcellino, mm-hmm. but you know, um, he was kind of the the artist that like made me realize you didn't be a brilliant artist to do an amazing comic. You know, his stuff is so minimal and and simplistic. So I don't dislike autobiographical comics, but I feel that. People are too indulgent with them. I think it's the word. They, you know, they get too much into the minutia of everyday life and and ride on that and ride that as the gimmick. And that's interesting for a while. But in doing a fiction comic, even pseudo fiction, I mean, it's very much based on my own life. Anyone who knows me would know that. You know, they could easily see like exactly what everything is, but. It lets you. It gives you more opportunities. It lets you expand your your vocabulary of, of of making art. You know, it lets you set things up and pay them off. It lets you have character art. You know, simple narrative stuff that you know is very rewarding and, and gives you more control and gives you, you know, more more tools and stuff that gets kind of lost in just autobiographical stuff. That's like I did this. I did that. Mm-hmm. You know. It takes yourself out of the uh, the picture and focuses yeah. more on the story. Yeah, and, and and you've read Stupid and Unkind, and you know I do a lot of those cutaways and those kind of jokey panels. Like that was a really big breakthrough for me to just be like, look, I, I can break up the narrative, narrative. I can cut up the narrative. I can I can go any direction I want. I can I show something else to highlight a joke, you know. And I, I certainly am very conscious of trying to add a lot of jokes into my stuff. Uh, it, was, it was things like that. It was like, because you're not tied to telling things as they were, you tell things in the way that you can best tell them, you know, in the way that's most interesting. Well, even with storytelling techniques, um, one thing I love is kind of stupid and kind, you have a little bit of, like, ridiculousness in the storytelling. Oh, of course. Like, the the, the best is the sex scene. I started laughing reading that. Yeah. You know, I, I, my story about that scene was that I spent about six months getting ready to draw and write that scene because I was like, if I do this wrong, people are going to think I have never been with a girl. They'll be like, <laughs> urgent. You don't know anything. 
clearly, clearly you do not know the ways of, of the opposite sex. And I think I pulled it off. People love this pen where I do like an x-ray of the bra being unhooked. And I'm like, genius. Like, I love stuff like that. It somewhat shows in my work, and I'll admit it. I really am into like diagrams and like, I always say like, you know, uh, airplane emergency cards. Yeah. That kind of, that kind of artwork I'm really into. Like, technical drawings. Like, but like very simplified ones. Like, you know, I love stuff like that. So I try to incorporate that into my work a lot. <laughs> the, the instruction manual on how to unclasp a bra. There you go, kids. Yeah. So what was your intention when you started doing Stupid and Kind? Um, on that one, I really... That was another experiment, and, and kind of all my books, there's, there's something I'm trying to experiment with. But on that one, is I, wanted to tell, I wanted to tell a narrative story where the main character is almost totally unlikable, you know? Like, I wanted to do a story... Like like I said, I, had, I felt I had done like very self-pitying like work before, and I was like... And then I started to realize about myself, I was like, I'm not an entirely innocent, good person. Like, I can be a bit of a jerk a lot of the time. And I wanted to tell a story about someone who was, you know, who wasn't like, oh, woe is me, all these big, bad things happened to me for no reason. I wanted to tell a story about someone who's, who's, who's kind of a jerk and, you... and an asshole and, and gets the things that he deserves. But I'm going to say he's a douche. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't entirely not sympathize with him because clearly he's a character who who wants something very specific, like, and there's no hesitation in that, you know. I can't I can't totally hate someone who who you know acts with a complete rationale that's that's non flawed. Mm-hmm. That's like I want this, and this is what I want, you know, and. I'm going to get what I want, you know. Like, it, it is a very narcissistic attitude, but it's not... You can't totally hate that. You're not like, this is just somebody who who, 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 who flip-flops depending on what the situation is to serve themselves best. It's like, this is someone who clearly has a point of view, and as insane as it is, they're sticking to it, yeah. no matter what, you know. They're very conscious of their own world and yeah. living the way they want to live. Yeah. Um, are your film tastes as equally um, highbrow? Yes. I'm a bit of a film snob. Like, you know, I, I, I definitely, I mean, I hop to it. A lot of that character is me. Not entirely, but a lot of it, you know. And, you know, but it was, but like I said, it was a way to write about myself without writing about myself, you know, without being, I did this. It's like, well, this character did this. And this character is certain elements of me. But other characters in the book are different elements of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Are there any uh, movies that, uh, recent movies that you've loved? What have I liked recently? What have I really liked recently? I can't even, I can't <laughs> even remember. What I hasn't watched. stunk? <laughs> I know. I feel bad because I can't remember like what, I, what I've even watched recently. Like, so you kind of stumped me on that one. Um, I know, I know, I'd remember if I thought about it, but just right now. So, when you finished Stupid Unkind, uh, was Jam and the Band the next thing you started on, or was there anything in between? Uh, I wrote. Yeah, I actually wrote 
jam in the band right after, kind of after Stupid Unkind. I did a couple small things like for anthologies and a little other, a few things. I started writing jam in the band because I love doing a fiction piece so much. And I mean, if you if you read Jam in the Band, you know the first the first book of it, it's kind of the same story. I'm writing about a similar character, someone mm-hmm. who's very much convinced of their worldview, and it, you know it's it's a vein. It's an idea that I like exploring, you know. Um, so I, I wrote that, and the script for that took me about two months to write. But I, I, I knew my drawing skills weren't where I wanted them to to be when I wrote that. So I did, I did some other stuff. I did a controller in between that, which was a good like, which was like a more experimental test book for me. Which has Just, the best design work ever. Yes. I'm, I'm, they're gonna put that on my gravestone that I designed that book. For, it looks for like a Nintendo game. Yeah, including the little sheet that it goes in. Yeah, I gotta say that's brilliant. You know, yeah. Yeah. people love that. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised I was the first one to think of it. You know, it seems so obvious, but and now yeah. you've got the patent. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you see some kid do it, you can just tell me he owes you money. Yeah. Hey, look, son. Look, having to do those is a laborious, nightmarish task. So if anybody else wants to do that, let them suffer that indignity <laughs> of having to hand cut and make all those. You know, good luck. To never be repeated. Yeah. I've sold like 300 of those things. Like, every time I have to make more, I'm like, no, but yes, but no. <laughs> Should I put it on a print? Yeah. So Jam and the Band, you wanted to get your art up to a certain level and yeah. um, the characters they they feel a little more solid than the characters in Stupid and Unkind there's no one as uh, disdainful as the main character in Stupid and Unkind yeah I mean it's, it's it, it, it is a different narrative I mean the main character in Jam and the Band you know Bianca is kind of the equivalent of Ronan in Stupid and Unkind she's she's someone who's who is unflagging in her belief about the way things should be, mm-hmm. but it's it, but it's 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 not a judging people kind of way, you know. Ronan, his beliefs are about how people should be, whereas Bianca is is, is a much more positive view. It's like it's like I'm going to make it. It's like I'm going to achieve this thing. You know, you know. It's it's a very outward instead of you know. Well, not outward, but it's but, it, but it's a much more positive viewpoint in terms of how things should be. Were you um, character doing the characters for this? Um, were you trying to flesh them out a little more than yeah. the previous book? I, I would say that I feel that in Stupid and Unkind, and I, I think I've always felt bad about this, and this is why I keep putting her in more books. Janae is kind of a non-character. She's someone who things happen to, but her she doesn't have a lot of her own personality, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why I, I've been her back, to give her more of a persona. And, and I felt like, you know, I'm going to be staying with these characters longer. I'm trying to do more things with all of these characters. All of them kind of need to be fleshed out, you know? I, I would say that the only character who really doesn't have a persona in Jam and the Band is Nathan, who's kind of just the love interest. Yeah. I always have a hard time giving the love interest a personality. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that is or what that says about me. But it's kind of like it's kind of like the love interest is always is always the you know the fulcrum on which the plot will twist. 
And so, in a way, it's hard to give them a personality. They're just a device for me. Love is bland. <laughs> so how far do you plan on taking Jam and the Band? Well, you have the, the first book, mm-hmm. which is about 100 pages. And I kind of, when I started writing it, envisioned it as three hundred, you know, 120-page books. Uh, each one kind of taking a, a, a chunk of time. The first one is kind of the rise, you know, the rise, and the second one will be the into, will be the you know the downward movement, the fall, and the and the third is the kind of the aftermath and the and the and the and the reconfiguration afterwards you know, of the band. Um. Now, if people want to check out Jam and the Band, where should they go? Uh, they should go to my website, uh, robinenrico.com, where, you know, the pretty much everything, all my comics are up online, and when I start Jam and the Band 2, it'll start going up there, not on any regular basis, but as I, as I complete a page, it'll go up. So know? there's lots of stuff for people to read on the website? What? There's lots of stuff for people to read on the website. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, all everything everything from Scoobin and Unkind on is on the website. So Do you wanna I, I what? Oh, go ahead. No, I, I mean I really like that I mean I really like the books. I feel that as 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 art objects, as things, they they function better as books, but I understand the need for the website and I like to know I like, it's nice to know sometimes like when random people are, are, are visiting your site or mm-hmm. you know it lets people who otherwise would never be able to find out about you read about your stuff. So I like that. I, 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 I kind of go along, you know. But I, I, I think it's very important for folks to continue printing comics. Oh yeah, it's a wonderful no, thing. No, I mean, talking about this, I was talking about this with Liz Bailey. Like, you know, she's one of my closest friends in comics, and we're all talking to each other about our work. But she's like. I didn't really read your book online. I'm like, what? I've been working on this for like a year and a half. Here, she's like, yeah, it's just not the appropriate way to read it. And then when I gave her the, when I gave her the finished book, you know, she read it and she's like, this is really good. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, thank you. But and then I realized it's like, it really does function better as this thing, like this solid object mm-hmm. that is sort of this thing. Like I, I, I serialize it on the web, but it's not a serial comic, you know. It's not like it's not like a, a strip or a daily thing where it's like each each page or each thing is functions on its own. It's like I just put pages up when they're done so that I can prove to people that I'm still working. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't seem like a web comic. It's a story. The whole book is a story, it's, and I don't. It's a com- it's a comic that happens to be on the web. Yeah. The the definite difference in connotations. Yeah. What are some of the video stuff you do? <sighs> well. Or is that that's, an interesting, that's an interesting question because I'm currently unemployed. I, I lost my job of many years doing editing music videos. Oh. Yeah. That's not so bad. I'm probably going to use this time to, to work on my comics and, and collect unemployment. But for three years, I was, I was a music video editor. I would uh, re-edit popular music videos to the dance version of the, of the song they would play in dance clubs. <laughs> it was a great job. I loved it. I'm, I'm so sad it ended. Oh. Yeah. Well... I mean, and, and, all, and, and like a lot of my sensibilities there, are like my same sensibilities in drawing. It's all like explosions and flashes and like just you know ridiculous things. So, does that kind of work with uh, with storytelling? Is knowing kind of movements 
that you would with uh, with film? Yeah, I mean, work? I approach it very much from that sort of sensibility. Like, I think it's rare. I mean, I, I don't know, but amongst the comics people I know, very few of them, very few people start from the writing place. Yeah. You know, I start with I start with scripts and storyboards and character arcs and like and notes. I, I never start from the drawing. Like the drawing is always kind of the last part, you know. So I'm very concerned with like how the story flows, how things happen. You know, I draw. If you look, I draw a lot of panels that look exactly the same. So, so processes. You know, they, oh, go ahead. Well, they get a little better, but you know what I'm saying. Like part is not the the, the the totally the most exciting part about my stuff. It, it's cute and it's, it's it's accessible. People really gravitate towards it, but I know like I don't know anything about perspective or, you know, anatomy. It's obvious. Yeah. That's okay. You're having fun. Yeah. Or at least I hope you're having fun. No, no. Oh, God, I love comics. No. I mean I I say this like without the least bit of irony. They pretty much saved my life at the college. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I, I was left with, you know, I was left with no way to just meet people easily and, you know, not a lot. Then it was like, okay, now I can meet other interesting people and relate to them because we're all artists. Well, it's very much a community you guys got going yeah. there in New York. Oh, yeah. One day I'll come and visit to New York. Thank you so much for joining me today, Robin. Okay, it's a great show. You Thanks. Know? And uh, folks can check out your stuff at robinandrico.com. Yep. And two main books, Stupid Unkind and Unkind, Jam of the Band, and as well as Controller. <laughs> awesome. And uh, enjoy the film. Okay. Okay. Right. Talk to you later. Thank you, Robin. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye. That was uh, Robin and Rico. Um Talking about his book, Stupid and Unkind, and Jam of the Band. Check it out, folks. RobinEnrico.com. And if you know anyone named Robin, it's good in my books. <laughs>